welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of craftspeople with way too many board games. I'm Tom, and I'm joined by... Justin. Adam. And Debbie. And today we are going to be talking about a game that Justin owns that we played on Tabletop Simulator called King's Forge. King's Forge? King's Forge, yes. Uh, the Forge of Kings? King's Forge. From 2014? Oh, we're getting more recent. Oh, shit. <laughs> Gotta stop what, this. 2014, thing. really? Uh, this one's from the 2016 second edition Kickstarter, but yeah, it was originally released in 2014. Huh, I'll be damned. Mm-hmm. It's a game about uh, making stuff for your king. Yeah. Yeah. With with dice. With dice. Checks out. <laughs> yeah. That's how I make things. Do you make them with dice? I do. I do. For your king? Well, hmm. I mean, Adam doesn't need a bigger head, but... That's what true. in the fuck? <laughs> wow. All right. Oh, uh, Justin, I think you have the back of the box, please. I, I sure do. King's Forge, a crafty game where dice are the raw materials from which you'll forge increasingly more amazing items to win the king's favor. Visit 19 fantastic locations using your dice to gather, process, or trade for new dice materials. Or save your dice and attempt to craft 32 unique creations from the mundane to the marvelous. Okay, wait, there was 19 locations? Uh, we don't yes. play with all 19. You don't, know. Okay, because I was going to say, I must have missed something there, fierce. Yes. <laughs> now, there, there's four base <laughs> locations do you always use, and then you add seven other locations from the uh, available. Right. And locations are right. not the same as the gathering cards, because there's gathering cards, there's locations. Those are the locations. Oh, they're the same thing? Yeah. Okay. You go to the locations to gather, or the docks. Ducks? The ducks. And the ducks are always the same? The the ducks are always the same, yeah. All right, cool. Mm. I'll, I'll muddle through this because that's, that's what I do. But the game is set up. You get a card where you can put all your dice when they're basically not able to be used again kind of thing. It's called your, your forge card. Everyone starts the game with like six of these black dice, which are your metal dice. And then you're going to uh, you're going to set out the docks, which are like these locations that kind of never really change, uh, but they just sort of sort of sit there at the top of the board. You're going to create a deck of was it nine? Was it how many how many gathering uh, cards? Eleven. Did you 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 grab yourself eleven gathering cards out of the possible however many they have in the in the in the game, and you shuffle those up, and those are going to be your gathering cards for the rest of the game. And you also set out like this sort of uh, increasing in complexity tableau of uh or stack i guess it's like a stack of q maybe it's a q it's kind of a q yeah yeah you lay down some shit that you're gonna build for the king and they're gonna I, they get they get set up in order of like i don't know prestige kind of difficulty kind of difficulty yeah yeah so you're gonna have you're gonna have things like uh at the bottom you're gonna have like horseshoes table trumpet and then as you go further and further up you're going to get things like wizard's goblet the sword of destiny and all of these are going to have a uh they've got like a cost on the right hand side where it's got a number of dice and they show pips on the dice so the trumpet for instance is two dice that are black with three on them which basically means that at some point in the game you're going to have to roll two black dice and have threes on them so that you can craft a trumpet there's more dice than just black dice there's uh the, the, those are those are your metal dice. You've also got uh, green dice, which are wood. Uh, red's your ruby. Blue's magic for some reason. Like we're really deviating from, <laughs> I guess, reality here. But uh, you got magic, magic dice. 
you got library dice and you got like graveyard dice, which are all all dependent on the different types of like you'll get these depending on what types of gathering cards you're using. Um, so you sort of dump all these dice out, you get your black dice ready to go, you set up set up your queue of, uh, of available crafting trinkets cards. to crafting stuff to build. You'll grab the top three of them and you'll lay them out because those are going to be the ones that are available to start with. But at every point in the game, you'll be able to see kind of what's coming up and you'll be able to plan accordingly. So you'll know whether you need two, two black and three green to build something that's like further down the line. Either way, uh, the way the game works is it's uh, it's separated into two stages. The first stage is the gathering phase in which you're going to deal out four of the cards that are from the gathering deck. So four out of those 11 cards are going to come out and you take turns. Whoever starts gets, I don't know, an anvil and uh, they're, they're the first player and they get to pick something to do. So in the gathering phase, you pick one of the cards that's in front of you the gathering cards you pick one of the gathering cards that's in front of you and you do either the top item or the bottom item that is on the card so let's say one of the cards is the tavern and it's got a top and a bottom and the bottom is like uh it's got a white 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 space and it's a cube so you, that's how you know you put a die there and if you put a die there you will uh you get to take the card and if you put a die there you uh you get this power which is like you get to anytime you roll a roll a one you get to turn it into a six it's pretty handy pretty handy when you know that you're going to need high numbers uh, or you can pick the top, which is spend three of the dice that you have available, and you will be able to roll a die and either get another crummy black die or you get a sweet, sweet red one. And there's like a bunch of these cards and they range from being able to get you like one die for free, spend two black dice and get one green die and and so on and so forth. Um, so there's a lot of these different, different combinations. Um, but the way it works, again, is... If you're the first player, you grab this card, you stick some dice on it, and then you get to activate its ability, which usually just gets you more dice. Any dice you spend on the gathering card is not able to be used later in the round, um, and any dice that you get goes onto your forge, which is sort of the symbolic, like they're just locked out for the rest of the round. Um, you pick this card, you pass the turn to the next person, they get to pick another card, uh, you keep refilling this uh, these, these set of four cards in front of you every time someone picks one, and you keep going, picking cards, getting more dice, getting more powers, uh, until until they're all gone, until every single one of these cards is is depleted, basically. Alternatively, you can use stuff from the docks, which are uh, special in that they generally make you lose your dice and they're just always kind of there. So the docks are like spend one die permanently to get a green die or spend four dice permanently to get one of the magic blue dice. Um, and anytime you use these abilities, they sort of lock out that spot for the rest of the round and you then end up sort of burning one of the gathering cards that's in front of you just so that to get to sort of just keep the game moving along. Um, so in this way, your first the the first phase is essentially just like collecting these cards, putting down dice, either getting special abilities from the cards or getting more dice for later rounds. Um, after everyone's sort of done their thing, you go on to the crafting phase, which is just everybody rolls their shitload of dice and you figure out uh, if you want to build stuff. So 
if you have the requisite, uh, let's see, just going to go find that uh, yieldy trumpet here. If you have rolled yourself <laughs> a couple of threes, a couple of black threes, you can say, I'm building this here trumpet for the king. And it's like, this is going to be a great trumpet. It's the best trumpet. And you spend those dice and you get to hold on to that trumpet and you put it in front of you. It's great. Uh, the problem is, is that the next person can say, well, fuck you. I'm going to build a better trumpet. It's going to be much shinier than your trumpet, asshole. <laughs> And so they can spend like a three and a four, whatever makes it so that the numbers are higher and they can go ahead and build a better trumpet. And then you're like, well, shit, now I don't have a trumpet. And you carry on like this sort of building better stuff than the last guy or, you know, getting other things that are building other things that have just come up off the queue. And, uh, and yeah, you do that in this phase. You just keep either building new stuff or building better stuff than your competitors. And you uh, continue that until everyone passes or you run out of run out of dice i guess like everyone just eventually runs out of shit to do and uh and you move on the anvil passes to the next person uh you reshuffle all of the gathering cards into a big pile and uh and everyone gets all their dice back for more gathering fun or more crafting fun and uh you keep going like that until someone has four you just got to make four of them they could be four of the shittiest things in the market doesn't matter king's <laughs> happy he's like this guy's really good this guy gets results you, your buddy can come over with this, like, uh, the sword of destiny. And he's like, that's too bad. Justin made an anvil, a trumpet, and a shield, and some horseshoes. It's, it's all, <laughs> yeah. It's all he needs. I mean, quantity is its own quality. And so, yeah, um, that's pretty much the game. You just keep going until someone hits four. Now, I don't know what happens if, is it the first person to get four? Or is it the first person to end a crafting phase with four? To end a crafting phase with four or more. Okay, so you can still like go around making a better trumpet than the last guy in order to try to win the game. Um, other interesting things is that if you are the first person to pass during a gathering phase, you can get an, a free, a fr so free, such a free metal die, which is not worth such much, free. but it's, you know, it's there. It's not nothing. You could also decide to take the plus one, plus one token, which is helpful because generally you're going to roll like shit and you're going to need that for the crafting <laughs> phase. Other interesting things that you can get in the game are like a, a six token, which lets you just turn anything into a six. There's a few cards that let you do plus ones to a bunch of shit. There's one that lets you steal a die from somebody else, but you get have to like dump a bunch of dice on them. Two, there's like a, a bunch of re-rolls. There's a few that make you lose your dice so that you can get a shitload of other dice. There's the graveyard where you roll this one like creepy pink die and it makes everybody lose their dice that match the same number for the rest of the round. It's it's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, there's, I'm counting, there's 18 of these different ones in the base set and I think there's more that come out from the Apprentice expansion. Is that what it's called? Yes. All right. And so there's a great variety of gathering cards and yeah, great variety of gathering cards because there's not really much else going on other than rolling dice and dicking over and your gathering. friends. Yeah, yeah. Making them trumpets. So did I miss anything, Justin? Um, No, I think you hit everything. There's kind of just, yeah. Uh, I guess the one thing is uh, when you take the gathering cards, like you have to be able to do the top or the bottom, um, which means that sometimes you're forced to pass if you just don't have the dice. And um, I think that's about it. Everything else is kind of in all the expansions, which adds 
complexity as you go along. How many expansions does the uh, did the Kickstarter version you have come with? Uh, five. Five. Holy Moses. Yeah, five. There's they're fairly wow. small expansions. They're really um, queen gamesing it up here. <laughs> they are. <laughs> yeah. They are. Well, they not quite. What was the last one? Something like thirteen. But it, you know what? You're right. It does have, like, all the expansions are very modular. You can kind of add in as much or as little as you want from any of them. And none of them require any of, any of the others to exist. So it sounds fishy. Is it fishy? No. No. Oh. <laughs> maybe. Sounds maybe dicey. You... <laughs> That's it. I'm out of here. Oh, no. The the fun for me in this in this one was you know there was a lot of uh, a lot of agonizing for me in the beginning of this uh, uh, of our playthrough because they're like in the first few rounds there's just so many options for things you can do and I still didn't quite get a grasp on the best way to approach things because like you can there's obviously some gathering cards that are locked out to you like if you don't have a green die you can't really take the the one that requires a green die Mm -hmm. but the the interesting thing is that the second part of the card is almost always accessible to you um and so it's hard like for the first little while where you're just trying to figure out like well what the hell do i need like and it i think it takes uh i think this is a kind of game where you it takes a little bit of practice and a little bit of know-how to sort of know what the right balance of, of of what you're doing is um I found this one, I don't know if I was just extremely tired. I found this playthrough kind of challenging. Yeah. And I don't know why, because this should be in kind of my wheelhouse where there's just like a shitload of dice and, you know, it's not terribly thought provoking, I guess. is But but there's a lot of, a, a lot of pre-thinking that you need to put into it because you have to, you can try to just roll really well, but that is a recipe for disaster. <laughs> that never happens. Yeah. Never when you need it. And and the and there's a good chance too that if you do roll really well that somebody else is just gonna do better than you. So or like have you more modifiers. Yeah, yeah. We found that yeah, found that quite happening quite often. Like at the end of the game there we were you were you were like far and away the 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 guy to win. And I was like, Well, I can stop you from winning this round, but I have to get like three sixes or some shit. Mm-hmm. And like no matter how many modifiers, I I rolled like eight twos. And I was able to turn a couple of those into sixes because of the stuff I took, but it was just it was just not enough because you had also just taken a bunch of modifiers that just flipped all your ones into into yeah. solid gold. So uh, you just you just pounded us. You just you just brought the king all the stuff he wanted. It, yeah, all the trumpets, all in like a shitty hand axe. Maybe some horseshoes. <laughs> I think he had some horseshoes. There's, I think it was, there was a, a funny, funny little exchange where like Adam and Debbie were like fighting over trying to get a bracelet for this guy. <laughs> yeah. And neither one of us could do it. Like it was both like of us had the dice so to do it, but we we're like one off or something stupid. That's very frustrating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I can see your, because I, I, mean, I guess in a sense, it is a economy building game. And like any economy building game, if you kind of get a slow start, it's often hard to catch up. The, the dice aspect doesn't necessarily help it. Um, I know. I mean, like there are plenty of ways to there are plenty of ways to uh get around that like i mean again you can you can flip your dice and blah 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 but it just it's it just this is just kind of a one of the things with dice and and games like this is that a lot of times the mechanics that allow you to kind of mitigate just pure randomness of rolling dice just don't go 
far enough and you end up like, well, I rolled a whole mitt full of ones. And so that just means that this turn is kind of null and void. Yeah. Well, I mean, the worst, yeah, is just rolling all twos, just nothing but shitty twos. Oh, they are. There you go. Yeah. Two, okay. Sure. Two's just the new one. Yeah. They can't get flipped over and then you just, you know, what can you do? Plus one them to threes is terrible. Those things suck. I hate them. Yeah. It's so many twos. Yeah. I mean, like any dice game. Yeah. Like that can always happen. But I, I do like how you have to kind of plan when do you switch from developing your economy to trying to throw a few extra dice towards modifiers like rerolls or adding an extra few twos. Uh, is it, it, it kind of it calls to question about, you know, do I just keep these extra dice and just roll them all later? You know, do I, you know, lose half of them to get a bunch of modifiers to make the ones that I do have potentially <laughs> as long as, you know, the fates kind of align, you know, uh, viable? Yeah, there was like, I don't know. I don't know. I just I had, a, I had such a rough time with this one, man. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's interesting because I found that like this one was uh, like Adam and I were talking about it afterwards. And it's very similar to role player in kind of a lot of the. Yeah, actually, you're right. A lot of the aspects with kind of a different theme. But then role player had um, kind of like extra uh, uh, goals, I guess. Right. Each person had like their own little their patterns to build and their whatever to build on their boards, right? And so there was kind of a little bit more, in my eyes, a little bit more complexity to that one. And so this one kind of, this one just seemed a little, uh, a little easier for me. And I actually, um, I kind of fell into this one, maybe a little, a little easier and a little better than role player. Um, I know when we had, uh, when we did the role player episode, um, we kind of had the discussion about, yeah, like your, your tie to the, to the theme in a sense. Mm -hmm. And this one, I think, was a little easier for me to to get behind for some strange reason. I don't know. It seems a little odd that you're using dice to build things, but whatever. Um, but yeah, so I found that this one, um, this one sat a little nicer for me. Um, I'm sure, like, I think both games are the same in the sense that if... Uh, if you play it a couple times, you'll your proficiency, I guess, at it kind of probably gets a little better. You can never beat the dice. You can never beat odds. But with that being said, you can kind of learn kind of strategy, right? Yeah. Or so economic growth kind of things about, you know, what dice is valuable when. Right. And so I just, um, I don't know. I like the, the table was super intimidating. Uh, <laughs> if you play this was, on yeah. tabletop sim, it was... We came, I came into the room and I saw what was on the table and I thought I was actually going to hurt Justin. <laughs> there was like a Balrog and there was like a volcanic <laughs> pit for some reason. It was like, whoa, what the, I was like, what the fuck are you getting us yeah. to play? This This looks awesome, Justin. <laughs> yeah. We're just building horseshoes. Just oh. building trumpets, man. Oh, man. Just building trumpets. I, it was that's very strange. Like, yes. Yeah. Just very odd to me that there's like such a big, I don't know, uh, is so much put into the actual like visual of the game. And yet there really wasn't. Well, yeah. Anything. The, the visual of the, of the know. mod, like changing the table to make yeah. it look like this. And then you look at pictures online and it's like, oh, it's just a bunch of cards and a bunch of dice and a bunch of nerds. Like, let's. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Yeah, it uh, high production there. Yeah, the art's nice and everything, and I like you know I like Chuck and Dice. I really I would like to play this one in person because I feel I feel like that whole vibe I was getting from the, the tabletop sim and like not being able to roll physically like thirty eight dice or whatever was kind of kind of ruining my my fun. You know, it's not quite as exciting when you just hit R and they all fly into the air and. And you get a bunch of twos, you know, you really, you miss something when you're not throwing them across the room or whatever. It's the, uh, the Warhammer effect. Oh man. Uh, You know, if you're going to play like that's, that's, uh, one of those things that people really enjoy about Warhammer is like, man, I just get to roll 587 dice. Sweet man. Right on. (laughs) You do you buddy. (laughs) I'm like, if that's what gets you going, man, like all, all the power to you. But uh, it's interesting. Like I hadn't, I hadn't thought about this in uh, in context of role player. I think what this is missing for me is any kind of like levity. Like it's uh, with with role player. It was kind of funny. It was really funny to me how I was trying to make a go for winning the game by just being like a really shitty halfling when ostensibly the game is about being the world's greatest hero. Uh, but there's in this, there's like you're just you're building a a toy horse or whatever and as funny as it is to me this idea of like you know poor justin over here is the king wants your trumpet yeah that he's climbed like mount doom to find the proper or the perfect materials to build the sword of destiny and i just happen to like dump a bunch of cheap crap in his in his room and he's like yeah that's that's what i'm talking about toy trains and horseshoes baby (laughs) yeah Ooh, ceremonial pipe i'm in yeah yeah we're gonna have a party get some bocce balls up in here that's what i'm talking about lawn darts horseshoes (laughs) kids toys maybe maybe the king's like five i don't know but it just seemed like that was kind of the only thing i could poke fun at and uh I don't know. I feel like that's something I really, I really like about a lot of games is your ability to sort of make up a story or like come up with funny things to poke at. And there's just, you know, there's just not, not much here that's humorous or even like, I don't know, not like where suburbia is. It's kind of funny sticking an old folks home next to a landfill because that gets you one extra income and nobody cares, <laughs> right? Like there isn't well, even that, like idea. that, like dark humor in this. So I feel like that's something that's lacking uh, in 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 my eyes, and and I don't know. I was I was really tired yesterday. I just moved. I just moved. So like I don't know. Maybe this recording even sounds different. I have no idea. But like I was really out of it too. So that could be part of it. But I'd like to try this one again in person, especially because I think that there's a lot. There's something missing from just being able to hurl a bunch of dice. Other than that, yeah. it's like it's like very it's like a very passable you know dice game dice economic engine i thought the gathering was kind of clever it's nice that it's like um predictable right like you see you see your 11 cards and the first time you go through them then you sort of get an idea of what you can what is possible so i think that's where repeated playthroughs will make you more adept at the game especially so you sort of know what combinations work well together um so Mm -hmm. i think this could be a game where like you get better at it as you go um i just got trounced and you know it's it's missing it's missing something in the like the there's like a fun factor that isn't here that you know i wish i wish more games had just little fun moments and stuff like that in them but this this is this is fairly nice you know It's, it's, it's okay madugu now that's got some fun factor. Yeah, who doesn't want to 
beat each other with a with a hammer. I mean, that's great. <laughs> now, now wait a second. Just uh, <laughs> make the uh, anvil inflatable, and uh, whenever it's the next person's turn, you uh, hit them over the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where I'm at. Yeah. Adam, what were you thinking? Uh, again, like I like I kind of said my piece here, right? Like it's another this one this this is one of those well, games you already, didn't you? No, not not really. No, it's just this is just one of those games that like I I kind of like I I thought it was I thought it was interesting. Like it's it's definitely again, it's a good spin. It's a nice change of pace on on a lot of things. Um it's just like again, it's it's a dice-based game and I have this specific aversion to dice-based games just because um like I mean there's a certain level of randomness that's completely fine, but when, you know, again, it just creates so many shitty moments where it's oh, I uh I I rolled all twos, you know, Shit. and so so now I'm just kind of sitting here, and, you know, again. And, and plus, I mean, for me, uh, this game does, in my opinion, have a lot of similarities to um, have a lot of similarities to role player. And I already own role player. So, I mean, uh, getting getting to the in terms of like, would I pick it up kind of thing? I kind of feel like I already have something yeah. that is close enough i guess i, I find role player more of a insu- insular drafting game yeah even though they both involve dice like i find them still kind of different games what do you what um, do you mean what do you mean by insular well <laughs> you're just kind of drafting the dice and then you're playing with your little board oh okay i see so it's like you, you're yeah you're you're, you're, not, all... you're not you're not really competing for the different gather cards or you know it's just kind of you're drafting it, then you're playing with your board, sure, you put sure. it, and you're shuffling things around. Uh, that makes that makes sense. Yeah, it is. It is a little bit more interactive. I guess that's. I feel like our game, our playthrough, didn't have a lot of like you know nicking somebody else's shield or whatever. It happened like twice, <laughs> and be, mostly because like again, like Adam said, nobody rolled well enough to do anything about it. Um. So, but yeah, for sure, it's it's definitely got that going for it that it has more interaction than than some of the other ones. Yeah, sorry. Carry on. No, you're good. Again, I, I, I mean, like we we were playing it on tabletop sim. The the implementation of it on there was quite nice. The the gentleman or gentle lady that that developed this uh, particular mod was did a really good job of it. You know, everything everything looks nice. It functions well. There was a couple situations where um, some of the textures didn't load properly, but I mean, that's that's not what we're here to talk about. Uh, <laughs> it, it did make for some interesting uh, commentary, though, as we're all sitting here looking and like, that is a very interesting tent that has a skin on it that says texture not loaded or something <laughs> to that extent. Um but but again, like like I said, that's that's neither here nor there. That's not why we're here. Um, it's yeah. I said the the game was fine. Um, in in what it was doing, like I definitely it was easy enough to understand. There there's not a lot of. I don't think there's a big barrier to entry. Um, you know, like knowledge wise, like you don't need to be. Oh, I'm a serious board gamer, so I you know so like I'll be able to understand this game. You don't need to be crazy deep into board games like I, I think that this is something that just about anybody could um pick up and learn yeah probably a good like entry level you know dice chucker if you're into fantasy yeah. games or fantasy genre True. stuff it's pretty yeah pretty solid you like fantasy dice and economy building 
Well, you don't you don't say economy building because that'll turn people off. <laughs> Engine building. When Engine you're trying, building. There when, we no, when you're trying to lure in people that aren't into board games, you don't say things like economy building. That's fair. It's like worker placement. This game's like the stock market, guys. No, it's <laughs> not the kind of shit. When you're when you're trying to trick people into playing eighteen XX, you don't tell them that it's the stock market. You tell them it's about trains. It's about trains, guys. And they're like, oh, okay, I guess guess trains. Trains are, trains fun. are neat. <laughs> And then boom, surprise, motherfucker, stocks. I would feel completely duped. Like, I would be so bitter if you did that to me. <laughs> if you didn't, like, give me that preamble warning, I'd be, yeah, I'd be bitter. <laughs> <laughs> the game takes how long? Yeah. And what about you, Debbie? Anything Anything else stick out for you? No, I think it's, um, like, I, I think it's, it's a fairly, like, easygoing, like, entry-level I, I mean, I'm a little more than entry level, I think. I The aspect that I like about it is that idea of, you know, is more better. You can, you know, work really hard to uh, to acquire lots of dice um, and, and then, you know, go on your escapades to try to get, you know, colored dice. Um, or you can, you know, start the game off and really head down that that pathway where you're uh, you're sacrificing potentially having um having dice just to see if you can get ahead um i enjoy that aspect of this that's that actually probably is my favorite part of uh how like how this game kind of went um i i would i'm kind of in the same boat as tom i i would be interested in uh in playing it again and trying it again uh like i said i I just kind of, the theme was a little easier for me to, you know, really get into as opposed to something like role player. But um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing, I, you know, nothing magical about it. Except, except um, the magic dice. Well, yeah. Except, <laughs> and the, yes, and the exactly. wizard's goblet and the sword of destiny. Yes. The sword but, of destiny. Uh, I, I'd be interested. I kind of, part of me wishes that I did, I would have been exposed to this game like the box game versus the tabletop, mm. just because I feel like my impression of it probably would change quite a bit, um, which is interesting to me. Like it's it's really interesting for me to kind of have that thought, but I really think that the way that the mod was built put an interesting impression on me. Um, I feel like the tabletop game would potentially just be a bit boring. Are you are you saying that setting setting your game inside of Mount Doom uh may have may have changed your initial impression of this? Yes, very much so. <laughs> which which makes me like well, I, th- yeah. I I do I do want to know what this individual actually thinks smithing is that they centered everything right? inside yeah. of a volcano. <laughs> they played a lot of WoW and uh you know, sometimes you got to go. Even WoW didn't have you go just... to a volcano to smith. You could just <laughs> do it. I mean, it, it's hot enough for sure. But I, anyway, sorry, I, I interrupted you. Carry on. <laughs> I No, it, it's okay. It's I like, I don't know what it is, but there's something about the way that the table was set up that was like, it was super intimidating at first. And then it was like, oh, this isn't bad, right? And you kind of have that like, that feeling of, 
accomplishment, I guess, in a yeah, sense. Yeah. I think it felt then, way more epic it being inside of that mod than than if you were just exactly. sitting at the kitchen table, for sure. But definitely. Right. Yeah. And so I, th- I think that there would be, I, I potentially would have a little bit more of like a, a boredom factor, maybe, if it, if it wasn't for the background, which is, like I said, really interesting that I'm that I kind of am going down that that tunnel because it's not really I never would have expected that, right? Um, but I think what it does is it it says a lot about things like, you know, uh the art that you put into a game mm. and the components that you put into a game and the fiddly bits and the things that you get to touch and you get to see and things like that. Like that is a huge piece of what sells an experience and an experience with a board game. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie. The table is probably half the reason why I enjoyed it. It's doing a lot you of work. That, huh? that, you need that presentation value. The atmosphere. It, it just, yeah. it made me feel like, I don't know, like I was, I was building things because we were like in some sort of like weird Renaissance, like, I don't know, uh, Game of Thrones-esque time period where I had to like build things for a king who had people that were going to like go beat down a dragon or something like it's so out of this world. But the impression that you get left with by that presentation is what and it's like Tom said, right? Like it's that story bit. You kind of want to build a story. Well, that the table built that story for me. And that's kind of, I think, what I enjoyed out of it. I don't know that I would have gotten that story otherwise. So, so you're saying that when we play this in person, I'll need to get a smoke machine, put some <laughs> torches out, get some mood lighting. Fu- fucking fog machine, turn the, crank yeah. the, crank the furnace way the fuck up. <laughs> you like, get some extra TVs and just put like pictures of people slamming in anvils, shirtless, working, yes. at, working at the forge. <laughs> Wow, this is really, really intense, Justin. Seems like a seems like a lot. <laughs> Full experience. It's, I don't know. It just Immersion. it really sells. Yes, it, that's exactly what it is. It just sells that like that experience. Yeah, and that was big for me. I don't know. It's funny. No. Anything else from anyone? Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I was just. Uh, for, yeah. For me, it it is definitely kind of on that sort of. It feels kind of about that sort of light entry level economic or kind of economy building. You know, engine building kind of game style. Um. I guess I I do think that it plays better in person because you can always just kind of play with your dice and roll your dice and you always have something there to to fiddle with or play with. Um. And you 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 know you know you lose that with tabletop even though you can be in a volcano uh you know there's always a balance um i think that for me the base game feels a little too basic um there's not quite an enough um kind of options or possibilities and stuff um yeah yeah so for me like when i played it i've played it with a few of the expansions every time and i think those really kind of add to the the experience um that you 
that you can kind of increasingly build on as you play through it is it it offers a lot more options and uh, modula- modularity uh, that you don't otherwise get in just the base game. Yeah, you were telling us about some of the uh, some of the apprentices where they give you like they're expensive, but they give you like bonuses every gathering phase or crafting. Phase. Yeah, I mean, those those, those I, sounded I, pretty interesting. I was uh, I, I'd be interested to try this again, especially with those for sure. Yeah, I, I can go over kind of what the expansions do if you want yeah sure Briefly. can't guarantee yeah. they'll make it well i'll just say it anyway uh in general a lot of them add more crafting cards just kind of more of everything that you can you know just add in uh but apprentices add apprentices that you can you know, during the during the gather phase instead of doing one of the main actions you can take one of the apprentice cards and they're generally very expensive like you know you're going to be throwing away five dice permanently or investing you know upwards of seven dice in one turn uh, just to get them but they offer continuous bonuses like every upkeep round you get a red dice uh, you know just for free or one of them is you know you can use all the dice on your forge during the crafting phase you can just you can just use them and just uh, so they can be very game changing uh, depending on which ones you use but they, they offer just a little extra choice uh, i do like the gold expansion because it offers a little bit of a catch-up mechanic so if anyone steals one of your things you made you get a gold dice and it's a metal dice that can only roll between four and six and during the crafting phase it's wild for any of the gather actions so you know sure someone stole your trumpet but now you got a little extra chunk of gold that'll you know help you stay in the race um and uh, the other one is the queen's jubilee and what that one does is it offers little unique aspects to all the crafting cards and they could just be a one-time bonus that you can use at any time or sort of a continuous uh bonus like a plus one to one of your metal dice because you built some really nice horseshoes um so it just offers just some little extra (laughs) things you can add and makes each phase just a little more interesting yeah those sound pretty cool dimmer some hot Horseshoes. Hot, hot horseshoes. Fresh out of the forge. The freshest horseshoes. <laughs> Them horseshoes make the king go, what? Clippity cloppity? <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to say something really fun and current, but I I don't have it in me. <laughs> That's, yes, hello, fellow you, kids. You can, uh, <laughs> you can just throw that in in post, right? Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure can. Yeah, just... <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, yeah, no, those sound uh, those sound pretty cool. Um, like based on based on the game we played, um, I'm on a. I'm just gonna do the reviews and stuff right now. But uh, <laughs> like, uh, I'm on a keep or not keep, which sort of falls apart as soon as we play a game that I don't own. Uh, but uh, just based on the playthrough that we did, like the the base game is kind of kind of meh for me. Like, you know, uh, for all the reasons I mentioned before, I probably wouldn't go out to get that. I am interested to try this again. And like some of those expansions definitely sound like they add quite a bit. Um, and like everyone said, you know, this seems like a really, really decent entry-ish level sort of dice game that has some economic engine stuff sort of baked in do it um i had a i had a decent time i'd really like to try this again in person especially with the expansions uh but as as it stands from the playthrough we have like i i, I think i have games that are i'm sure i have games that are similar and uh and this one just you know didn't didn't set me on fire so i'm, I'm probably not going to pick this up but i mean that may change depending on how the uh 
how how future playthroughs of this of this go. But like for me, I don't think I have a, a real place for for this one in the old uh, cardboard dungeon here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's it's pretty decent. And also, like I mean, the playthrough I might have just been very very tired. So who knows? Maybe there's something in there that was just I was just missing because I was exhausted. And uh, I mean that 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 happens sometimes. It's like that. So yeah, uh, Adam. What do you think? Um, okay, I'm on a 10-point scale. Um, yeah, this game is 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 fine. It's a good entry-level game. Um, I again, just due due to the the dice aspect of it and and stuff like that and the the fact that, you know, you can just get hammered down by by poor dice rolls and that's just how it is. Um, if you are if you are a dice chucking son of a gun, then I mean, maybe this is for you. Definitely wasn't for me based on the based solely on the playthrough that we had. Um, I would give this thing like a six out of 10. I am, however, interested in trying it again, possibly with some of the, the expansions as it sounds like it actually adds some uh, some pretty reasonable stuff. But just just based solely off of what we did, it's a six. And that's that's how it is. That's that's what I got. Uh, Debbie. So I, man, I don't know. Um, (laughs) the more, like, the more we talk about it, the more I, I really am like, you're really thinking of that. I'm kind of that volcano, huh? I am. (laughs) I'm kind of convinced that that really kind of sold the game for me, and I'm almost afraid that if we were to play it in person, that I might not like it as much. Um, I mean, with that being said. There are aspects to it that I like. Like I, like I said, I really like the, the kind of, you know, gaining more dice and, and, you know, risk versus reward and, and all those kinds of pieces. Um, the game's not overly intuitive it for me for whatever reason. Um, and so that kind of makes it a little different for me, which is, you know, it's also kind of nice. Um, I mean, I'm going to, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go with a four out of five. I'm on a five point scale. Four out of five is if you get the chance to play it, play it. I can't guarantee that you're gonna, you're going to be as immersed in the experience as I was because I had such a lovely little screen to look at. Um, <laughs> Make sure to bring I, your own volcano. Mm-hmm. That's it. Exactly. Right. Um, so I don't know, like, I don't know that the theme would necessarily be like mind blowing and would like catch you, but the mechanic of the game I enjoy. And that's, I think where I, where I'm really kind of faltering a bit. The mechanic of the game is enjoyable. I really did. Uh, I, I, yeah, I really like that piece, but it's, uh, <laughs> the, the, ex- <laughs> I'm I'm honestly I'm never gonna live this down. Uh the experience <laughs> I I just I don't know that you would necessarily get sold by the theme. I think it might be just as hard to get into in my world as role player was, unless you are in the middle of a volcano and I don't know, pouring lava. <laughs> and I feel really stupid for saying that. So I'm gonna give it a four out of five. I'll I'll stick with that. Uh, Justin, what about you? Hey, uh, I'm gonna try to stay on the uh, would I keep it or toss it uh, sort of category uh, since uh, we're finally playing one uh, game that I own. Uh, for me, if with just the base game, I would probably be on the fence of whether to keep it or try to sell it. But I think that um, the the expansions and the modularity, you know, make it something that I want to keep 
myself. Uh, from a recommendation standpoint, you know, it's, that's kind of hard. I, I tried, I don't like recommending something with a whole ton of expansions that you sort of need, uh, just because, you know, it starts adding a lot of, uh, dollars behind that. But I think one of the things that I like about it, it's a, it's an economic game where you're not holding, you know, little flimsy pieces of paper or moving a cube around a board. You know, you have a bunch of like tactile dice. This is like, this is my dice. I have all all these dice and they're all mine and they're just they're yours and you can play with them and you know it just it feels better than just having you know a little slider that shows that you have more money than anyone else uh it you know randomness aside uh you know it, it's just fun to roll dice you know just you know risk it all like ah uh, you know should I, should I just go for more green or should I just hope that I have just enough and just, you know, focus on something else? It offers a lot of, a lot of options that, uh, in, in a shorter time frame than a lot of other board games of that sort of vein, uh, give you. Um, so th- that's kind of what I like. I like, I like the modularity. I like having all the fun dice to hold and throw and you can see exactly everyone else's sort of board state. You know, you can just look over and see, oh, Tom, Tom's got no greens. He's, he's no threat. He's never going to build that axe. I, he know, doesn't just, have I'll any just, wood. Yeah, he's got no wood. So I, I'm just going to I'm going to focus on just getting as much wood as I can right now, and I'm not going to worry about crafting this turn. You know, let let those guys you know uh, waste their time. I'm going to I'm going to save up and you know have a whole ton of dice for the next round. Uh, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just I like that sort of sort of ca- competitive uh, nature of it. Um, so yeah, uh, just the base game. I'm not sure, but with all the all the expansions that I've played with previously, um, I, I quite like it. Quite like it. Yeah, so, did it's you, quite okay. good. Quite good. All That's right. it. Yeah, yeah. Quite like it. Keep it. I'm definitely going to keep it. Okay, I, th- I wasn't sure if you said that part. I, I thought I did. I'll uh, say it again. It was implied. I'm, I'm keeping this. I'm keeping it. All right. Cool. Well, cool, cool, cool. Super cool, man. Super cool. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you want to do us a favor and you you like this kind of thing, you know, go listen to our other episodes. Uh, like, subscribe, do comments, shit like that. Uh, reviews, you know, all that junk. Um, if you want to fire us some constructive criticism, please uh, please hit us up at the email collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com or on Twitter at CGS Podcast. And if you want to talk to me about something or whatever, you can hit me up at Team Rage Tom on Twitter. Uh, nowhere else because uh, I'm almost a ghost. So uh, yeah, Justin. Hey, uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Don't Trust Justin. Uh, you can uh, send me your favorite Forge related stories and uh whatever you have crafted um with dice or without and uh as as another note uh i'm currently running a kickstarter with a uh, couple friends uh called little big sumo so uh if you're interested in uh 3d printer files to create sumo wrestlers um please uh check it out it should be running uh till early january january 6th january 6th well fantastic thank you tom how about you divvy (laughs) i love that tom knows this better than you do uh you guys can get me perfect uh you guys can get me at at mrs win that's at mrswhyn on instagram and twitter and like tom said if you guys want to get a hold of us uh you can get us at cgs podcast on twitter we'd love to hear from you guys we'd like to hear what you like what you don't like if there's anything you think that we should try we want to know about it um 
since we're doing the whole tabletop piece, we have access to a whole lot more games than uh, we normally would. Not that we're short oh, God. on any games between the group of us, so but many. So many. you know, I, yes, but you know what? There are people out there that probably have games that we have not played yet and they want to know what we think. So let us know. Uh, we'd, we like to hear from you guys, like I said. And, uh, yeah, if, uh, there's something that you think we should know, um, just, just, you know, be gentle, be kind. I'm a soft, soft heart, delicate like a flower. Don't hurt Hi. my feelings. Uh. This all checks out. <laughs> Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nonetheless, Adam, uh, what about you? Uh, you can catch me on all social medias at For the Win, F O R T H E W H Y N. You can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash For the Win, same spelling. Um, the last little bit, I've been kind of flaky just because I've been dealing with the uh, end of the semester kind of jazz with school but um now that i have a a small break and then going into my last semester things will hopefully start to smooth out a little bit i can work out a schedule a schedule sorry that uh will work so come catch me on twitch um playing a lot of slay the spire right now um streaming some some ori and uh gonna be getting into games like uh ghost of tsushima and control very soon so, uh, yeah, come check it out. Cool, cool, cool. All right, thanks again for listening. I uh, I hope you enjoy this episode, and uh, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. And uh, we'll be back at you next week with something fun, hopefully. All right, well. Always, so, Tom. Yeah, have fun. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Love you. Bye. 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 Did you just tell them that you loved them? I love them? you too, Tom. Wow. Yeah. The love is real. Every last person. Oh, yeah. All of them. Everywhere. Yep. All, Everywhere. every single one. All right.